What's up, everybody? Guys, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's show. You guys know it's every night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Cash Geeks Network. I'm Dom. And I'm G. And guys, this is the Cash, Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network. And tonight, we've got a good friend of ours, the one and the only Cameron Gaskill. Cameron, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. I love seeing you guys. Awesome. Yeah, man. Now, I know a lot of people that are watching know exactly who you are. There might be a handful that don't. So do you mind introducing yourself to everyone? Yeah, yeah. My name is Cameron Gaskill. Um, I own a uh, construction company. I'm a contractor and I also flip houses. I own a residential um, flipping company and I also do some speaking. So I kind of got like a third company that does a little bit of that. So uh, that's my my main thing. Been doing it for about 15 years. Had my, my business for 15 years. Been flipping for probably about 13 years so got a little bit of experience so mm. now how many flips have you done in your career over 1200 1200 Jesus flips yeah that's incredible over what course of time 13 years mm -hmm. yeah Shit, it's almost 100 a year yeah that's yeah. amazing a lot not all from myself but yeah overall, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's crazy so yeah. when you said you got into the oh so 15 years ago that was the construction business mm -hmm. okay and how did you get into that 15 years ago. Wanted to change my, well, the construction business was an accident, actually. Um, I was working as a trust designer and designing roof trusses and floor trusses, which is new construction related. Well, the housing market started to kind of go down and I got laid off from one job, went to another and got laid off again. Mm. And I had just kind of bought my first house to flip. And I just said, you know what, the heck with this, I'm going to flip houses full time. And I just jumped in with both feet and everybody said, you're crazy. <clears throat> it's the worst time to do that. And when uh, I was flipping my first two houses and I got done just waiting for the house to sell, I didn't have anything to do. And so people would just say, hey, can you come, you know, hang a door, or tile, some, right, you know, right. tile my kitchen, do some stuff on these uh, flips for people. And so I would do that for just kind of side money. And the next thing I know, the jobs got bigger. I needed a helper and then another helper. And then I had two crews. And before I knew it, I was like, I better go ahead and and get legit and get my license and insurance and stuff like that. So Suncoast Renovations, my construction company was an accident. It was wow. never intentional. Never. And, That's crazy. Uh, and then when, when did you become a GC? Um, I think in 2011 is when I got my license. Okay. Um, so, you know, I had the company for a little while and then if I had a permit, then I would get somebody to help me with it. But then I started having more and more, and I said, okay, I, I better go ahead and just get my right, own right. GC license. So do you recommend for people who are flipping houses to become a GC? No, it's not, it's not necessary. Okay. I mean, my philosophy, and it's not because I'm a contractor, but my philosophy is don't ever do your own renovation. You know, you should have somebody do it for you. Um, so you're hiring stuff to do, people to do your renovations for you? Well, I don't physically do it. So what I mean by that is like when I first started, I physically did the work. I hung the cabinets. Mm. I painted the walls. I, you know, laid the tile. I, I did everything myself. My wife and I did. We were actually just dating at the time. But we oh, did awesome. all the work on our own because we wanted to save money. But what we weren't doing the whole time we were working on these houses, we weren't looking for anything else. So gotcha. that's why we only did like one right. or two houses a year because we didn't spend time looking for deals. We spent time working on the deals. Right. Well, you know, if I can make, if I can pay a guy 15, $20 an hour to do what I was doing, then that's what I should do. Because if I'm doing that, then I'm basically setting my own wages. I'm telling everybody I'm only worth 15, $20 an hour because mm. I'm going to do a 15, $20 an hour job. Right. I think I'm worth much more than that. So uh, how much is it worth an hour for somebody to find you houses? 
what would right. you pay somebody an hour right. if they found you a bunch of houses? You'd right. pay anything almost, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. your value. And that's why uh, <clears throat> after doing it for a while, I realized, you know, my value wasn't in doing the work. It was finding deals. So as my company got bigger, I let my guys do the work, but then I just started kind of seeing the picture. I may own the company, but I'm still an investor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the difference whether I was telling a contractor to go do the work or I was telling my guys to go do the work? It was kind of the same philosophy. Right. So um, as I started doing multiple houses at a time, I really started to see the value because now I, I'm, I'm making money at you know four or five different houses all at the same time. Uh, and that's what makes your, you know, your income go up a lot. You know, when yeah. you start doing multiple things. Yeah. A lot of uh, top tier elite individuals in this market are still um, facilitating their own deals. Mm-hmm. They're still finding their own deals. I mean, Kyle yeah. Passowitz, yeah. Richard Briggs last week yeah. talked to us about yeah. Yeah. like one of the main things he does is he gets in his office and he's just looking for deals for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they built 713 homes and yeah. out of that 125 is what he facilitated for himself for them to build. Sure. And yeah. awesome. Well then, and then you look at big <clears throat> ass companies like JWB and they're not doing their own construction. They're just subbing it out to American classic homes. And they're, you know, but here's the, the thing. If you think that. of all those names, you think of JWB, American classic homes, cash geeks, uh, uh, Kyle, <laughs> you guys, isn't it? It's all this. What do you all have in common? It's quantity. Right. I mean, all those names, that's that, their whole business yeah. is quantity. And that's, I mean, you're not going to get there doing one at a time. And I, I mean, I hate mm, to say it, that's but true. you get these new investors that they just want to get that first house. And that's great. You should. You got to get the first one, the second mm-hmm. one. But you can't get, don't think that you're going to get rich overnight just because you flipped one house. You know, it's, right. it's you got to put in some time and then you got to figure sure. out a system. And then you got to figure out how can you do more than one at a time. And then how do you build quantity? Because if you're always going to be a one and done, flip a house, wait till it sells, go flip another house, wait till it sells. I mean, don't want to be mean, but you're, you're not going to, nothing much is going to happen. For right, right. You know, I mean, you have, you'll have a good life. 401k, you'll right, have a good, right, you know, retirement yeah, yeah. amount of money, but you're not going to change your family tree. Right, right, right. Doing one at a time. Yeah, yeah no, that's, right, that right. now some sense. people don't want to do volume and that's fine. Right. You know, that's fine. If you're yeah. like, look, um, I'm, I'm okay with doing that. I just want to have enough money or, uh, and even when it comes down to like doing their own flips and I said, I don't like people doing it, but I have investors who say, I like getting out, they're older. And they say, you know what? I don't really have anything to do. Yeah. So I like getting out there and, and planting, thing, you know, plants and flowers and, and getting out there and doing a little painting. And they don't do the whole thing, but they like getting out there doing a little bit because it's physical work for them yeah. and it's healthy. Well, sure. if you have a purpose, then sure, go ahead, do it. It makes sense. But if you're doing right, it, don't do you, it to save a buck. If you do it because you think you're saving money, you're actually not. Mm, you're really not. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So really quick to go back to when you started and where you're at now. Sure. You talked about you started doing the construction. You, before you knew it, you had two crews. Well, where do you stand now with number of crews? And how do you what is a crew comprised <laughs> <Good question>. of? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of a a little bit different than most companies where I don't say I got five guys on each crew and it's it's not really like that. I gotcha. All my guys are my crew. You know, I, I don't really have a number of crews. I couldn't tell you what I have. I have employees and then I have a bunch of subs at my disposal, maybe 30. So um, the rule of my company is my guys come first, meaning I make sure all my employees get 40 hours a week. That's very important and vital to the company. You start mm. not being able to 
give your guys 40 hours, you're going to find out real quick that they're going to leave and go find somebody that can. Sure. So I've always made sure to take care of the employees first. So if my guys can paint the house, go paint the house. If my guys can do the sheetrock work, go do the sheetrock work. Now, if we start getting too much business and we can't get to all that, then we bring in a sheetrock sub subcontractor we bring in a painting contractor we bring in as many as we need to to try to get this work done yeah and so the question gets asked well how much volume can you handle i don't really know what that answer is because mm -hmm. we've gone we've had 25 jobs at one time going on back when we were doing like, simultaneously yeah we were wow. we used to do kitchen of the baths for lows and for five different lows all at the same time and then oh, we had our own oh. flips then we had additions and different things going on so we had 25 jobs going on i had two superintendents and it was like controlled chaos yeah um yeah, that's a great where was our limit it, yeah. we just don't know what our where our limit was right now we're running probably five jobs maybe eight jobs right now and, but we're we're pretty busy i mean i have a hard yeah. time you know, finishing your stuff right now but it's a there's a different reason for that yeah. it has nothing to do with quantity it has to do with a tv show and, and it's, it's an unknown for me but um i don't know i don't know what capacity normally we have because we've never really reached it right you know, dude i just uh, love how he subtly just drops hey, i'm hey, tv it's show it's, it's that uh you know what i mean that we'll, we'll doing, get to that later that i'm doing a tv <laughs> show that's why i can't flip all these houses so let's talk about that sure well what i, what I want to first ask about that is how does someone find you for a TV show or were you yeah. seeking them out? Okay. So the, the story is like, if I asked you, you know, if you could meet anybody, if you could take, go have lunch with anybody on the planet, anybody, who would it be? Cameron Gaskell. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, Me everybody's too. got somebody like, you know, that the odds that you would ever, you know, it's unrealistic right, yeah, that yeah. you would ever meet this person. Well, for me over the last, I don't know, maybe three to five years has been Marcus Lemonis because I'm a big fan of the prophet and yeah. it, pretty much anything he has. I just think the guy's a whiz. I'm mean, watching him transform <clears throat> businesses and stuff. It's, it's amazing mm -hmm. what he can do and what he has done. So my, in my household, the joke running joke has always been, if I could meet anybody, it'd be Marcus Lemonis. And my wife even tried to do one of those, you know, those things on the phone where you can like have somebody say happy birthday or oh, something. Oh, the cameo. Cameo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my wife is he was on gonna, cameo? Yeah, well, he well, I don't know if he still is, but he was on there. And my wife was like, oh, yeah, that's way too expensive. And so she yeah, didn't do yeah, it. That's funny. But um, we had Grant Cardone do a cameo of us. Did uh, you really? For two, 250 bucks. Was it good? It was cool. I can probably pull it up. I want to say it was like two grand, but I'm not 100% sure. But it was something my wife was like, yeah, not not for like yeah, I don't know about a 15 second plug. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit. So, but so anyway, um, I found out through, I don't know, just reading stuff that he was done with The Prophet. I think he did like seven seasons or something. And uh, he was going to move on and do this show called The Renovator. I'm like renovator. So I started looking it up and it said that it was going to be about renovating houses. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, yeah, he does businesses. What's he going to do right, with, right, he, right. you know, renovating houses. Mm -hmm. But he explained it was like when he renovate, well, not when he renovates, when he buys a business and fixes it, he's usually fixing the people. There's always mm -hmm. like a people problem. Right. And he thinks that if your house has issues, there could be a people problem. If he can fix that, then he can help you fix your house or help you fix your house will help you fix the people problem. And he's got mm -hmm. his own kind of philosophy of how all this is going to work. <clears throat> I don't want to give away too much. But so what happened was he had these ads out there on like Facebook uh, and stuff that said, um, I'm looking for families that need their house renovated. You know, we're going to on this new show, The Renovator. And if you would like to have your house renovated, just apply here. 
and we're going to be doing these houses in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, get out of here. This is like, is it going to do a house in Jacksonville? Is it like a bunch of cities? I didn't really know. So I kept applying and I said, I don't need my house fixed up. You know, my house is fine, but I'm a GC. I used to, you know, flip out or I still flip houses. I know everything about flipping houses. You know, I did the extreme you makeover. You've done some home. TV stuff yeah, before. I, did the, yeah, I was yeah, a project okay. manager on extreme home makeover. So I thought, you know, a little TV thing. And so I just kept like whatever I could do to plug myself and say, hey, you know, if there's anything That's I can do. For how you, often did you reach out? Every time I saw something. Okay. I mean, probably 20, 30 times. I, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Just every time I saw something, I would respond to it. I even got to the point where I just cut and pasted it. You know, I finally yeah, like yeah. I'm nice. sending it over and over. So, and I just kept sending it. And one day I got a phone call from one of the producers and said, Hey, somebody sent me over this email that you put in. Keep um, sending. Please he, stop reaching out. Yeah. Well, you're a psycho. No, he just said, um, he just asked me a bunch of questions and stuff. And, and there was a lot of ironic stuff. They gave me a list of houses. And one of them was two blocks from the house I grew up in. In, in oh Beach. no way um and then one of them was was not too far from where i lived in orange park i just moved away like five years ago and then one of them was right around the corner from my office and i was just like it's almost like you pick things that like right, right, right. it just was weird you know uh and the guy that i was talking to was uh from new jersey from like my wife's from like exit one he's from exit two it was just like so much weirdness about the whole thing like i was like it's destined to happen yeah you know so uh anyway he um he had me go bid a job and I went and met the family. Uh, at the time, they didn't know what was going to happen to their house. So I couldn't ask too many questions. So I had a really hard time bidding the job because nobody could really give me any answers. Mm. Uh, and I didn't get it. And so I was kind of bummed out. And then they called me and said, hey, we have another uh, one that you, you know, will you go bid it. And I was like, yeah. And I, I told him, I said, listen, if my numbers are off a little bit, man, right, just right, like right. tell me what it needs. Because I was more interested in the opportunity than I was the money. You know, I was like, I just like, you guys just don't understand like what this really means to me. Like, just what, just tell me what I need to do. So anyway, I bid the second job and then I got it. And then I bid, then they said, can you bid another one and another one and another one? And I went and bid like uh, all of them. And I thought I had all four. It turns out I got three of them uh, out of it. So um, it's amazing. And then um, I think they wanted to film demo on a Sunday or something like that. So my, my crew and I would go out there and, we're in the house and and I'm talking to somebody because there's film crew all over. I'm kind of like not really understand. And all of a sudden somebody taps me and goes, Cameron, I look over and it's Marcus Lamonis. He goes, can you come Hell here and yeah. talk to you for a minute? I was just like, oh, oh, oh. you know, it was like a little schoolgirl crush awesome. type thing. You know? yeah. nice. So uh, I didn't realize that doing this, that I would get to like talk to him as much right. as I actually do and have conversations with him. I mean, now when I see him, I don't, I don't, you know, not that I don't think anything about it, but it's just like, I see him, like quite often right, now, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. cool. But he lives here. He lives in Ponte Vedra. I didn't. I did not know oh, that. That was why that. he picked Jacksonville. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. that's awesome, man. But uh, it's really cool, really fun. We just finished our first one today. We did the reveal. It was like all day filming, and uh, you know, got to watch the family come in. And, and uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll message Cameron. I'll be like, "Hey, man, we're uh, how's this project going?" He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm filming today with Marcus Lamont." I'm like, "Jesus, this guy." <laughs> Yeah, well, you're not the only one that's saying well, that. Well, I'm going to put that in, <laughs> uh, in our Airbnb. probably listening to this going, I'm dealing with the same thing. Well, no, I'm going to I'm gonna put that on my Airbnb listing. Like, this house was renovated Before by, by, by somebody who knows Marcus Lamont. I'm going to put a link to your episode. Well, you know, it's funny because I put a post on Facebook I don't know, like two days ago, three days ago, and it said, hey, I don't know if, if you know, if everybody knows this, but, you know, I'm doing this 
HGTV thing with Marcus Lemonis and like it's like a blessing and it's really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I've gotten more likes and more comments on that post than anything I have ever put on yeah. Facebook in my entire life. It's a, I mean, I'm not a big Facebook guy, but so I had like 300 likes and 100 comments. For me, that's like, it's insane. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. It's yeah. just like, I guess I just need to put Marcus's name <laughs> yeah. on anything. And the cool thing was Marcus actually commented on it. Oh, that's that, awesome. That was pretty cool. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, now we can say when we're talking about the renos that are done on our Airbnbs. Yeah, that yeah. guy Cameron Gasco from The Renovator with Marcus Limonis. Yes. Yeah, he did all of our renovations. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, back when I did the eight, the other um, uh, extreme extreme makeover, I used to like kind of use that as a plug that, you know, I did that or as seen on. I mean, right. it's amazing right. credibility yeah. what that sure. stuff will give you. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But, I mean, like my main thing is it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, I had a private one-on-one with him, and one of the first things I said is like, I mean, without this show, like this conversation would never happen. I mean, there'll be no way for me to yeah. make this conversation happen. Yeah. And I got to have some cool conversations with him about, you know, maybe like after the renovator ideas and right, right, right. anything we can, you know. You know oh, that's amazing. Like, Dude, any, that's any, huge. So that, that just goes to show like the fucking, you know, just the grind of yeah. when you want something. You set your mind to it. You figure it out. You got to apply fucking 30 times. Yeah. That's what you're going to do because that's what you want. That's, you know, like, and that not only, you know, I think that just shows how you've built your businesses and how you've become so successful is because of that kind of example, right? It's just like, dude, this is happening. I want it. I'm just not going to stop until I get it. And then, you know, however long it took you, you made it happen. Yep. Now you're on a TV show with the dude. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just think that just goes to show like how just persistence and perseverance and just not caring what anybody's going to think, just yeah. keep sending the freaking application and it'll, you know, it might so happen. You never know. One of the things I, when I, I want to talk about the conversation I had with him, but I said, I don't want to ever wake up and say, I wish I'd have asked him yeah. the things that I asked him. Right, 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 I said, right. I just don't want to ever say why didn't you say it when you had the chance? Mm -hmm. And it's just no different than, you know, applying and, and trying. Like, sure, you're probably not going to get it, but you definitely won't if you don't try. Right. You just never know, man. You just, like, it's a shot in the dark. Yeah. Like, you know what? I hit a bullseye. I got lucky. And nothing may come of this. You know what I mean? I might not even be on the TV show. I might yep. be edited off the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the fact that I got to you know, talk to him and listen. And I, and I, I really lit like when I'm not even on camera or yep. I'm just on this, I'm listening to everything he says and about how he, you know, makes his decision. He's, you know, just how he, just everything, yeah, everything mm -hmm. about, I mean, the guy's a genius. He's did, smart. Did you, you know? uh, see him make any calls that you wouldn't have not thought Tons. to make or you would have they're done on, something they'll different? Be on, they'll be on the show. I don't want to say what they are, but there's some that I, I mean, and I, we literally him and I and the homeowner had this long conversation about uh, something that he wanted to do to the house. And we didn't, yeah. you know, and I was just like, I don't see the point. Like, it just, it didn't make any sense. I thought it was beautiful what he wanted to, to change. And I was just like, I mean, and then, so he was, we won. He said, okay, fine. Don't. And then, like the next day, we get a phone call. Yeah, he he called us. He changed his mind. He wants you to do it. Yeah. And then he was like, "Nah, never mind. Don't." Oh yeah, he doesn't want to do it. And so it kind of went back and forth. And finally, it was like he wants it done. Now do it. And when we did, and it got done, I was like, "Man, it looks so much better." He was right. No way. <laughs> yeah, and I've been doing this my whole life, so it's why it kind of there's some things that he wanted us to do. It caught me off guard and said, "You know, I would I would have made the wrong decision." Like he has he has a good eye for, 
what he wants in a house. Right. Right. That's awesome. So you finished the first one today, the reveal? The first first Jacksonville episode for the whole show got done today and just happened to be one we did. The second one will also be another one we're doing. When when does the show air? I think he's shooting for April. Okay. Which is pretty fast, in my opinion. Now, I don't know anything about TV on that end of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, one of the guys was saying that they may even start the season and not even be finished with the last couple of houses. And mm. then as long as they finish before it's time to air them, they're fine right. with that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty risky. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know TV worked like that, but uh, you know, that's well, just... nowadays everything is just done so much quicker. More well, yeah, production. I, I, yeah, everything. I talked is to just... one of the film guys. Like, all, the, all these people come from different places. They come from Philly, LA, New Jersey. I mean, they were all the whole team is from different cities. And they came and I was talking to one of the film guys and I was just like, so how does this work? And he's like, oh man, as soon as I'm done, I, I pull out the card, put it on my computer, I editing. email it to, um, I forget what city, it was a totally different new city where the editor is. And he said he can have it like within 30 minutes, he can start editing the whole show. I was like, wow, that's yeah. really fast. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty, unbelievable. Pretty neat stuff to, that's you know, awesome, man. So, so um, as far as like, right now right flipping houses are you actively flipping deals right now or are you mainly renovating for others or what like right now what does your so we're always flipping that, okay. that never stops gotcha uh now how active we are looking <clears throat> that changes right, based on right, how much right. business i've got okay stuff. um so with my wife is a realtor so she's always scouring mls and stuff yep. you know we're looking at the um stuff that all the wholesalers and you guys yep, and just yep, different yep. people have. And because I've been doing it a while, sometimes I get that lucky phone call where somebody says, Hey, you want to look at this before I blast it out. Right. 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 You know, and then yep, I'll yep. just run out there real fast and, and look at it. And that's a, that's a good thing to let your viewers know. Like if you ever have an opportunity, you got to jump, especially now, right now. I mean, in this market, if you don't jump on something right away, you could really miss out. No, that's huge. I mean, we, we've been, we've gotten to a house 10 minutes after it went up and we didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nobody could have beat me here. Like, yeah, somebody just bought a sudden seat. Yeah. Like, what are you kidding me? So, but it happens. So, um, but yeah, no, we're actively always looking. Um, and, and then doing our work. I'm not, I bought one house so far this year. Uh, I'd like to do 10. Uh, if I can get 20, I'd like to get to 20, but last couple of years, we've been doing 10, 10 a year. And, um, so if I can buy one a month, I bought one in January. I haven't even, haven't even been in it. Uh, other than when I, made an offer on it but i can't start it because i just don't have the time but sure. we pay cash no holding costs so i don't really care or anything right, like that. Right. um and, but why i'm not looking right now is because even if i found something yeah. i mean when am i going to get to it i don't really know with this tv thing going on so i'm not really pushing too hard until we're done with with all those those houses then i'll start yeah. really getting back on on looking and stuff. What do you mean, but if my get- wife finds something we'll buy it it's not like we won't buy something we're just not really yeah. digging and hunting looking. yeah, yeah we're yeah. not hunting for anything do you like mainly that. get your deals from the mls no we get them from, i mean we Mixture. get we get a random person it's like maybe a realtor that says hey uh that knows my wife at, you know right. she works at watson and says hey i got a customer wants to sell his <clears> house i can't put this thing on the mls it's, it's just needs to wait too much work and they don't know what to do with it and they just go i there's a lady in my office her husband buys houses that are right that need work so how many a year will you get like that just from about one or two a year like that that's just kind of a i won't call it a bird dog but you know it's kind of a just somebody doesn't know what to do with it those are your home runs those are the ones that we usually make the most money on hell yeah Uh, i had a lady across the street that um she was a realtor and she sold uh her friend a house Mm -hmm. and then 
um, it was for a, a, one of our kids or something. I'm not going to get into the details, but she ended up having to get the house back at some point, and she called her friend or our neighbor and said, can you sell it? She said, I, I can. It's just in bad shape. And so they called us and asked if we could, um, if we were interested. And we went and looked at it and made her an offer and negotiated for about uh, 15 minutes <laughs> when we bought it. And it was probably one of the best ones we did last year. Wow. That's awesome. So we always, That's anytime awesome. you can go direct to seller, you're going to, you're going to do well, because you're just taking out from another person. Yeah. So, um, but you know, one of the things is we don't really care what we make either. You know, we don't have a, a percentage or a dollar amount. Like a lot of people have these formulas and stuff. We don't do that. Mm. If it makes money, we'll buy it. I mean, it's, it's right. if I can make five grand flipping a house, I'll do it. And I know people say that's crazy. I would never do that. Um, but I say, you know, if I could get, because we call them crappy deals, they make five grand. If I could get one crappy deal every month, that's $60,000 a year. Right. I'll do right. them. It just doesn't matter to me. When you're when you're looking at a crappy deal that might make 5k, are you factoring errors for construction? In yeah, your always. Yeah, there's a fluff okay. factor in everything we do. Sure, sure. I got you. Um, and you know, our business is a little different because of my wife being a realtor, and and a lot of people have a misconception that I own a construction company, so I get to do everything either for free or at a different price. It, it really isn't because uh, my my employees still get paid the same amount. My subs still make the same thing. They're still going to charge the same thing. My materials still cost the same thing. So the only thing that changes is my profit, right? right. So what profit do I am I willing to take doing it? So if my real estate investing company buys a house, we hire Suncoast, even though I own that company. We hire them just like you would hire me. And I go out and literally do a bid and come up with a scope of work and a budget and all that stuff. The only difference is my, my profit might be... A different pro uh, percentage, right? Well, it's like, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it at no profit. It would be ridiculous to have a company just to go do things and not make a profit on it, you know. So I treat each business separately. So when I go and say, "Hey, I made twenty grand on this," well, I made twenty grand in the uh, real estate investing company, but maybe my construction company made eight, right? And right. then my wife was the realtor; <clears throat> she made six. Yeah, yeah. So having your hands in as many pots as you can on the deal makes it where I can go buy a house that makes five. Yeah. Because I made five, but my construction company also made five. My wife also made five. So as a household income, we made 15. That's amazing. Right. And it was a good deal. I yeah. love that. that if I bought a house and let's say I was completely wrong and it made zero, but my construction company made five and my wife made five, it still, right, it still right, works right. out. So we do have a little edge on people when, when I make an offer, I can, I can maybe go a little higher than some other people could because, yeah. because of that. Yeah. Sure. So you said when you were uh, flipping houses yourself, your wife, uh, your girlfriend at the time was helping you flip them as well. Mm -hmm. So how was that? Like, how did you evolve from uh, like, what was that mindset like? Because I know a lot of people watching are flipping their own houses. Yeah. Right. Or they're trying to save, you know what I mean? Maybe it's a couple um, or whatever. How do you go from that mindset of, you know, let's flip one, renovate it, list it sell it then we'll look for the next one flip it renovate it whatever um two i want to become an investor business owner yeah like what was that like for you guys so when i bought my first couple of houses and we were doing the, the one and done style <clears throat> um we were still make, making money we put about fifteen thousand per house in our pocket and then we'd move on to the next one but 
it just didn't take long to, to realize like this isn't going to get us very far like mm. this isn't going to create like early retirement or anything like that right you know i was like i want to retire time i'm 50 you know and, and if i want to work past 50 it's because i want to not because i have to that's right. always been a goal of mine and so at first we thought we were doing the right thing but then i think i had been flipping houses for almost three years when somebody told me about jack's rio and so I didn't even know there was groups to help out with stuff like this. Oh, there hell was people yeah. that, you know, I didn't know anybody's name in town. I was just doing my own thing. So it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And yep. so when somebody told me to go to Jack's Rhea, I went and thought it would be a good opportunity for me to solicit my construction company yep. and maybe get some more work. Well, because I was doing that before the meetings, I would hang out during the meetings to see what this thing was all about. And we would sit in the very back of the room and these speakers would go up and say, oh, I made a hundred grand. I did this. I made all this money. I'm rich. Look at my planes. Look at my cars. And my wife and I would sit in the back and go, bullshit. It's complete bullshit. There's no way you can do this because we've been doing it for three years. And then right. the next speaker the next month would come up with the same story and then somebody else, same story. And then they would bring somebody from the audience up and they'd say, yeah, I bought their thing and I, I made all this money. And we're like, this is all a lie. And the reason we thought it was a lie was because every one of them had stories about, right. you know, something they did where they made a ton of money. And I was like, we've been doing this for three years and we don't have one single story. Yeah. So yeah. because of that, we thought it was a lie. Well, what it was is we weren't doing the right thing. We didn't know what we didn't know. But then when I kept hearing this, I was like, maybe there's something into what these guys are saying. So I started buying these courses mm. and I started... I didn't necessarily like all these courses, but there was things in them that I liked, little nuggets of information. Mm -hmm. yep. And I started yep. taking these nuggets and I started, you know, trying to put it all together, which is how, you know, my whole thing started. But what I noticed was the ones that were making it big were doing quantity. Mm. Lou Brown, Ron LeBrand. Yep. I mean, everything they did was about how many they were doing. And I was like, we're not anywhere near any of that. Yeah. So I was just like, I just started doing the math and I was just like, we're never going to make it. Yeah. We're never, I mean, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it to where we want to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, we got to change our quantity and, and, and we can't do quantity if we're doing it ourselves. And so it was just like, you know, we're just going to have to bite the bullet and just like trust people and let them handle it. And then you do it, you're nervous about it. You're freaking out and you know, they're never going to do it as good as you or anything like that. But then the cool thing is, you go out and you find a deal while they're doing work and you're like, Hey, I would have never found that if I was the one doing this. Right. And in reality it just kind of starts to set in, you know, and then when you start doing more deals and because mm. I mean, like I said before, I had five of my own deals last year at one time and it, I would only did 10 all year because you never know when they're going to come. I might, yeah. I might go yeah, on a yeah. four month stretch where I can't find anything. And all yeah. of a sudden I get three in like two weeks. Yeah. So you just don't yeah. know you know what you're going to get but you got you know being able to handle all those deals help out and the fact that i was able to just go you know from one to another gets it but so so with all of the the flips that you do in a year between your own inventory mm -hmm. and the flips that you work with others what's the highest number of flips that you've done in one year uh 
we usually, when we're trying to mathematically figure it out, we just kind of look at like, what's our average? You know, we like you figured like we average about a hundred a year right, right, right. Uh, of total re renovations. Um, what the most is, I, know you I, said I don't think at one time you had like 25 going yeah. on. Now you have about eight going on. Yeah. So yeah, that was 2017. That was when I had the most, most jobs. I don't know what that number was, but it was extremely high because we probably did. If I had to guess, we probably did two, two fifty that year. I mean, gotcha. it was, it Jesus. Was crazy, crazy. Yeah. And some of them weren't, weren't big renovations. They might've been like, you know, not a whole house. It might've been right, part right. of the house. Or I got gotcha. like you. I got gotcha. you. Know? But yeah. You know, and then we had some like, I mean, my biggest one was a $250,000 renovated house and an addition all rolled into one. So, wow. Or Jack's Ream member, actually. <laughs> $250,000 rehab? $250,000. Yeah. Wow. We took his house and he wanted to rearrange it. <laughs> he wanted to add a third car garage to the front part of it. And he wanted to add to the whole back of the house and make it like a glass enclosure with vaulted ceiling and stuff. And then I was just like, well, you want to rearrange it? And he's like, yeah, we'll put the kitchen here, bathroom here, bedrooms here. I was like, well, the windows won't line up. And this is a block house. He said, well, then move them. <laughs> it's like lentils and concrete and all that. He's like, I don't care. Move them. So we did. I mean, yeah. It was a, yeah. $250,000 rehab. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge job. I mean, I learned a lot on that one. It was very interesting to, wow. to go through that. And then um, I had another one similar to that. A, a friend of mine, uh, Somebody I went to kindergarten with, grew up with, and uh, she lived uh, at the beach, and um, she bought a house over off of Hodges, and her parents had passed away. She inherited the house, and she would love to move back into her childhood house, but she had a few kids, and it just wouldn't all fit in it. And she <clears> said, <throat> you know, what can you do? And I said, what do you want to do? She said, I want to add 10 feet to the whole back, and then take my garage and make my garage and my kitchen and add a two-car garage to the front. And we did that, and that was a that was probably my second biggest job. So wow, those are fun. That's that's nothing like a flip. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're totally yeah, yeah. different and a lot more custom. Yeah, you know, whenever you yep. have the. What kind of time did that take? The two hundred fifty thousand dollars one. Six six to eight months, probably. Okay, hmm. yeah, it was a while. Was it as intense as a new build can be? I mean, I've never built a house from scratch. That was um, going to be my next question. So I owned yeah. a framing company for. Uh, I owned it for four years. I did framing for over eight nine years mm -hmm. um and so from the slab up i've done but i've not done to the slab gotcha. so like if you told me here's a lot go build a house i wouldn't really know you know i don't have the experience of, of how to get it to the slab with you know grading it and army corps engineers and soil sample i don't know anything about that stuff mm -hmm. i know i could probably do two houses and i'd learn it all that, that yeah, quick, yeah, yeah but i just haven't done one Sure. You know, it was is, never, never my thing. And, and I'll be honest with you, I my dream, my childhood dream was always to um, design, build, and sell my own line of homes. That's why I framed houses, and that's why I got really? my, I got a degree in architectural drafting and design because I, I wanted to learn how to draw them. I learned how to build them, and then I was getting to the point where I wanted to do something. I just didn't have money, but then yeah. the housing market tanked, mm. and I was like, crap, what do I do? And that was one of the reasons why I started reading books about flipping houses because right. I was like, my dream has has been taken away from me. I, I can't I can't do anything with that. Even if I had money, I can't. That market's gone, and I didn't know how long it was going to last. So right. Right, right, right. I started reading about flipping. Actually, I started reading about the stock market, and that didn't take very long to. I was not good. <laughs> you didn't get into the I, penny no, stock. I was good at first, and then I got cocky and yeah. I lost really fast, and I got out because it, it's very nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why people used to jump out of windows. 
So is it uh is it still a dream? No, I, I don't think the so. The dreams change. Not since I met Richard Briggs. Gaskill Holmes? <laughs> well, since I met Richard. Gaskill no, Design? No, because here's the thing. I've met Richard. I sat down with him. I'm like, listen. Powered by Marcus Lemonis? I wonder. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> different now. Um, so I said, you know, Richard, I want to build houses and stuff. But, uh, you know, and it, well, here's what really crushed my dream. JWV actually did. They were having Richard Briggs build the house. This is in the beginning when Richard kind of was starting with him. And they were they gave me the opportunity because they had Shakor was they gave him them opportunity and, and I wanted an opportunity. And uh so I went out and I gave him a bid. I literally went to the people that Richard was hiring to do certain things and go and give me a price to do the sheetrock. And I had Richard's numbers. And I was like, dude, it's not the same number. And they're like, Richard's been giving us jobs for 15 years. Oh, <laughs> You're giving us shit. one house. We're not gonna give you the same number. Right, and I had, right. I I can't get mad at that i respect yeah. that i will get yeah, my yeah. trades to say the same thing yeah yep. so i went back to jwb and i said i can't match the guy's number because even using his people i can't match his yep. number and they said yep. look we love you and we're you know friends and all but why would we want to pay you five grand more to build a house just because because yeah. you love me and we're friends but but it mean <laughs> business business and it made yeah. sense and i was like i understand it and i was just like that's when i started getting a good dose of reality that this yeah, is probably yeah. not going to be in my wheelhouse yeah. And, you know, even for building my own houses, I went and had a conversation with Richard about it. And he said, uh, we went through a couple of deals and said, you know, here's what it would cost for him to build it for me. And I'm like, it would cost me more money to build my own house to sell it to somebody yeah. than it would to just hire him, build it and sell yeah. it to somebody. Well, then why would I build it? Yeah. So ever since I kind of met him and figured his, what he's got going on. I don't think I'd ever jump in that arena anymore. Right. right, right <laughs> I mean, not unless the right circumstance. Right. Or something. No. Not unless you're doing your own like flip for like new construction. Or would you it even do that? Have to be it almost have to be I'm doing it because I want to. Right. Because it's fun. I want to check it out. You know, and yeah, it, would, it would almost yeah. be like that. It wouldn't be because, you know, gosh, I, I need to do something here to make money. It, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, be yeah. for that reason. Yeah, yeah. It would just be for like a hobby. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So, um, what are your challenges right now? Yeah. Uh, finding people. That's for two years. That's Subs or employees? Employees. Really? Mm. Finding employees is the biggest challenge right now. And two for the last two years. I, I put an ad out once a week for two years. And I, I mean, I may have gotten three people out of it. Uh, I get the same people over the last two years that apply. I recognize the name. I don't call them. Um, the ones that I do get. Give them a chance, man. Well. Some of them I give a chance, and I would say probably 50% never come to the interview. Yeah. Yep. yep. And 50% yep. of the people that do come to the interview that we hire don't show up the first day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a, we just have to apply for something so we can keep making our government money. Right. I don't right, know. Right. I don't know what's going on with the workforce right now. I really don't. It's definitely taking a turn. Not just that. I just mean the workforce in general. Oh, we're I see going it, through I see it, it everywhere I go. Service, the service industry has gotten mm -hmm. awful. Um, but you have to give them the show up the first day bonus. I, you know, you crazy. Almost, you almost the have crazy. to. Yeah. You yeah, almost yeah. have to. I mean, it's like you got to do something creative. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. That was a big thing at the mastermind this weekend, dude. What they say? Sign on bonuses. Really? Yeah. You see yeah. it everywhere. Uh, are, yeah. my, at what level? They were just talking about people trying to incorporate it and seeing if it's going to work or not. People are just starting to do that just to get better people, to get more applicants and whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
We have a school across the street on Racetrack Road. Said three thousand dollars signing bonus. Yeah, for teachers. Uh, that is a Burger King they built across the street from you know our subdivision, and it opened I late. What they do? I wonder. Do they give them the sign-on bonus? Do they have to sign something if they don't stay? They, have, they put it on I their think credit you get a sign-on bonus, like but you don't technically get it until you've been there a certain right, period right, right. of time. Because yeah. it's like yeah, a just, credit hit or something like. Well, basically, from, days, from what I pay it back or something. Yeah, maybe. Right, right. Basically, it's like uh, uh, just calculated throughout the year. Or whatever, yeah. you know, like in an what extra, can we risk to lose? Yeah, three thousand dollars. Great people. Correct. Correct. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, so when are we all know. starting this? When are we... <laughs> I, know, right? do I don't think we're brave enough, man. <laughs> Sign on bonus. What's it gonna take? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really just honestly, you do the math. I mean, let's let's see. If you had you got a lot of people in your office, but if you only had two or three and they right. were great. Yeah. And they came to you and said, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm going somewhere else. Somebody's <clears throat> offered me more money. You almost could sit there and say, okay, if I give you an extra, uh, you know, let's say it was an hourly person. If I gave you an extra couple bucks, that couple bucks is going to be a lot less than training a new person coming yeah. in. Yeah. So really, you weigh that. So really, what's the difference between that and, a, and giving somebody a cash bonus to, to get hired? Right. You know, what, it's the, what's it going to cost you to not have somebody for two months yeah versus i can get somebody now if i just give them a few hundred bucks thousand you're bucks, doing their whatever job and you're not finding those deals that you find when Correct. other people are doing yeah. things yeah yeah so you just got to kind of weigh out like what's the value in it not a bad idea yeah i mean yeah. in these times i think it's just that that like old school thought of like why would i pay a sign-on bonus first. these yeah earn it like these people are entitled and whatever blah 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 blah. but if that's just what people I are offering a, out there like it's a different like, workforce yeah, it's i mean a i different had a guy world. working for me that had a huge potential and he just wouldn't give it yeah and i kept saying like what is the deal like why are you not giving me more why are you acting less than you are he said pay me more right i said well, what, do you, what do you mean i said you're, i see you mean tell me if i pay you more you'll 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 do more for me and you'll work harder and faster and he went yeah i was like am i like on twilight zone what is are you serious like in my not even in my day just everything i've ever done my whole life is i will do i'll go do it for free yeah just show you how good i am and how you'll wish you had me so that you'll call me on the next one right um with jwb yeah. is a good story um i wanted to get in with jwb so bad in the very beginning when you know and you could still deal with Alex and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all those guys. And and people told me, don't do it. You won't make any money. Don't and so I said, no, I really think I can make it work because I have a different system, the way yeah. I do things. So I had a talk with Alex, and um, he gave me his numbers, and I said, I can't I can't do that. And uh, I said, I won't make any money. And that's what everybody's complaining about. And he goes, oh, no, you, you'll get it in quantity. And I said, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'll do it at this number. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make zero. I'm not going to make anything. It'll just barely cover my expenses. I'll do it because I want to prove to you that you're going to see something different than what you've been getting. Because if you pay less, you're going to get a different kind of person. Right. Company right. I want to prove to you what we can do. And we did two, and then he begged me to do one third one. I did three, and I didn't make a dime. And then Alex and I sat down, and we discussed. And, and he wouldn't pay me what I wanted, but he did negotiate with me, and we found something in the middle. And we, we did their stuff for two and a half years until they took it in-house. Yeah. So if you're willing to say, you know what, it's not about now, it's not instant gratification, it's, mm. it's the big picture. 
that's what's missing right now out there right. in the real world. Right. So um, did that's, you did you give him more upon his request? What do you mean? He said, "Pay me more, and I'll do better." No, we let him go. Let him go. Okay. Yeah. He ended up like no showing and stuff like that. So. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would have done better. Maybe, maybe not. But you try to motivate guys in any. Some everybody's different. Some people are motivated by money. Some are motivated by a pat on the back. I mean, you, you got to right, find right, out right. what motivates people. So, and, and this time, anytime you can get somebody, you know, you can hire somebody. You got to figure it out quick, because people need people so bad. Mm -hmm. Your guys could leave at any minute. Because the bad thing is, they're all looking. Even though they're working with you, they're looking. Oh yeah. And they got friends calling them up. Hey, my buddy, I'll hire you for fifty cents an hour more. See ya. You know, and they leave. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, what? Really? Yeah. You know, loyalty is not a big thing right now. Yeah. It's just not. So that's huge, man. What, that's, what that's are hard. What are the qualifications? Like, so will anyone hire? I mean, and I'm talking about your realm really more so than our realm because you're, I think you're talking about handymen, right? Like mm -hmm. people that are good with their hands, drywall painters, stuff sure. like that, right? So, like, what? I mean, if they're going to leave you for 50 cents more and they've been with you for a year, like, is do, do people want to see the longevity? Like, you're only with him for a year. I'm not going to take you on, or they're going to take anyone on just right now, because you got a heartbeat. Seriously, I mean, if somebody that I would hire people that I wouldn't have hired two years ago, three years ago. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. There's people. There's people that have worked for me that could call me and ask me, "Can I come back?" That I would say yes to. That maybe I wouldn't have two, three right, years ago. Right, right. Just because I need people so bad. There's so much work out there. I mean, I had two calls today while we were filming. You know, two huge rehabs. When can you come look at them? <laughs> later this week i guess you know <laughs> we'll figure it out so yeah, yeah 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 but i'm not used to saying no to anybody you know right. i'm always used to saying yes and the other thing i've always been able to say is we'll start your job within a week and most construction companies can't do that um and what we found was with this tv thing it was like we weren't really able to honor our word and so it was kind of getting like i don't want to ruin my reputation so that's why i started telling people listen i don't know we had the conversation with you yeah. and henry and some other people like I don't know when I can do this. And, and if it's not going to work out, I'm not going to be mad if you say, hey, I want to go get somebody else because, you know, they're not doing a TV show or whatever. Yeah. I understand it. Um, we're just doing the best we can. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. I want to work, but I also want to lose an opportunity. It's I'm trying to balance the two out for, yeah. for myself. But, sure, but sure. typically we, we can always start, you know, within a week. And that, that's kind of one been one one reason why we've been able to get work i mean we haven't advertised we i think this is our 16th year we advertised a little bit in the first year that was in business because nobody knew who we were um i haven't advertised since that first year wow. 15 15 years we've never advertised i mean we have a jack's Rio event or and you know put our banner up and stand in the room and let people talk right. to us I and mean, we've done that but no like uh, mailings or mint magazine or right, right. no nothing paid, no yeah. kind of paid advertising yeah. Well, you're known in the in this local market, especially that you're very reliable. You do great work, um, and then a lot of other people are fly by night. There are some other good people as well, sure. but um, what what do you think makes you different than other people in that regard? Um, well, we're not the cheapest in town, and I tell people that you know, right up. If you're looking for the cheapest person in town, now I'm not that guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not anywhere near the most expensive, but I'm just not the cheap guy in town. Um, you know, you, you, you get what you pay for, 
Yeah. So are the other individuals trying to do it cheaper and they're realizing they, they just can't do it that way? Uh, I think there's a lot of people that cut corners. I think there's a lot of people that can't do what they say they can do. I think there's a lot of people who don't have the knowledge that they claim that they have. Um, there's a lot of things I see out there. I hear tons of horror stories. I hear, I hear the names. Um, but one thing is I'm not somebody who like, I would never turn somebody in. I would never call the building department and say, uh, this guy's not licensed or this guy right, didn't pull right, permit right. or anything like that. I would never turn somebody. I mean, unless somebody deliberately did something to hurt me, my family right. or, or my money. Uh, that's the only way I would ever like do something. Um, but I, I, I've seen it my whole life, you know, with stuff like that. But the reason why, because it was a day I didn't have a license. Yeah. There's a yeah. day I did some things maybe without a permit when yeah, I was getting yeah. started. There was a time where I didn't necessarily have all my employees like, I was doing 1099s or whatever I could to get by. They weren't, yeah. you know, running through a payroll service like I do now. Mm -hmm. So I get it. You know, in the beginning, it's tough. It's really tough to come out of the gate and go insurance, workers comp, general liability. All right, I'm off the ground running. And you're in the hole. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to figure out how to make money and stuff. It's tough. <clears throat> so I respect that. And I just don't feel like it's my place to turn people in. And I don't, I don't really like it when people do turn people in. It's not. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but just don't lie about who you are. I don't like that. Don't just don't lie. Mm. Say be honest. Say who you are. Say what you can do. Uh, if you get in over your head, admit it. Just tell people. I mean, I have I, I've, I've literally taken stuff and been like, you know what? I need to get some help in here. I'm just kind of out of my league. It was supposed to be this kind of a job. Now it's this, and this is something I've never really tackled before. So either I need to get somebody in here that I've never used before. So, you know, hopefully this works out. Right, right. Or if you feel like, you know, we need to part. And, and they always say, no, go ahead and, and finish it out. And really it's a That's learning awesome. lesson for me to, right. to do something. You know, right and, and and figure it out but. so 15 years been pretty much full-time for all 15 years doing construction uh, yeah yeah so after how many because year one you're pretty much brand new i mean you came off of other things for you would you consider year one you're pretty much brand new or you can't make any it? money year one <laughs> no i didn't i didn't make any money i i think my revenue on year one i can't remember what it was something like like 17,000 or something was my, not income, my revenue. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> revenue, my revenue, my second year was $70,000. Nice. Okay. You know, our revenue now is like 120 a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, sure. it's a totally different thing than it was right. then, but you yeah. have to start somewhere. And most people, why they say most businesses go, go, most people go out of business the first two years. And that's why. Yeah. Can you sustain yeah. not making any money and getting yeah. over that hump and not mm -hmm. giving up? Real estate investing was the same way. Sure. Can you get over that hump? I mean, everything I bought was rental properties. I was buying two bedroom, one bath, all of them in war zones to flip. And I couldn't flip any of them. So then I did cash out refis, rent them out. Yeah. Awesome. Until 2007 hit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my all my equity was gone. My yeah. rent rates went down. I was I had crappy renters that weren't paying anything. I gave everything up. I just said, I'm done with this. I got rid of all those houses, and I started all over. And that was about the time I learned about Jack's Rhea mm -hmm. and said, crap, that's how I found out. I'm doing everything wrong. Right, right, right. I'm buying houses that are, you know, on busy streets, war zone. I bought a house next to Eureka Gardens. Yeah. I mean, I just, everything uh -huh. was wrong. And I, I just, there. yeah, I just didn't know. You know, and so uh, you got to get over that hump. And we had a plan. My wife had a decent job and she was like, listen, 
you know, were in debt up to our eyeballs, but I could sustain, you know, right. This and, and we're dating. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. She's told me stories where we've been at the house and in, in Panama Park, 63rd in Maine on a 4th of July, 11 o'clock at night. Put she was putting up blinds and I was painting oh, or yeah. something. And she said she oh. was like, those are all fire. Do I really want to keep dating yeah. this guy? Like, yeah, what am I yeah. doing? You know, I should be in a bar having fun, you know, and I'm out here doing this. And well, there's um, a lot of fireworks in those neighborhoods, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it all worked out, you know, once she kind of saw what we were yeah, doing yeah. And, and, and I had a plan and a vision yeah. and, and uh, didn't give up, you know. Dude, that's awesome, man. So after how many, so from the beginning, and I think, I think the tricky part is there was a recession in there, yeah. right? But after how many years did it really take you to have a good grasp on the contracting end of it because i mean you have employees to balance subs to balance you don't you gotta figure like i feel like when i hear you talk about you want to keep your your main employees busy first mm -hmm. and you supplement the difference with subs sounds like a really great routine which a lot of people are probably still trying to grasp now that are a little bit newer mm -hmm. but after how many years did it take you to either get that routine or at least get a real good grasp on the construction contract? company didn't take long at all okay it kind of was off and running very quickly uh, we were voted as one of the fastest growing companies in Northeast Florida by the Jacksonville Business Journal three out of four years, you know, at a very oh, wow. early time. This is around the time JWB had just been awarded it. And so we were <clears throat> like just off and running with that. Then I plateaued and I've been plateaued for quite a while because I can only do so much. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of a control freak and don't, you know, let other people do things that I probably should. But the construction company didn't take any time to get all that. It was the flipping that took a long time to figure it out right what was the toughest part of flipping or the construction of the flipping um the toughest part for me was probably the reality check of when the market changed and i realized everything i'd done was for naught. Mm. Uh, what i mean by that is i um built doubt i, I had set, i had seven next. houses i had seven properties that I, rental properties and i came to a, a decision where um i was losing money and i didn't know what to do and so i um mathematically figured out what i was losing and how i could get out of this and i was losing twenty thousand dollars a year total mm -hmm. and then my prediction was it was going to take five years <clears throat> for the market to recover which actually was about close mm -hmm. right and so i told my wife we're going to lose 20 grand a year for for five years and then we'll start coming out of this so that's 100 grand or we can give all this crap back, literally do a deed in lieu of foreclosure, give it all back, and I'll probably have to pay $100,000 in taxes on it. Mm. But I won't have to fix another faucet, toilet. I'll never have to drive to the hood. Right. You know, I won't have to do anything. There's no work. Nothing will be required by me. And she says, and they both are going to lose the same amount of money? And I said, yeah. She goes, that's a no-brainer. Right. Get rid of it now. Right. So what we did was um, we went ahead and we got a couple credit cards. We went ahead and um, we took our cars in and, you know, traded them in and got new cars because we knew we were getting ready to ruin our credit. We had pretty decent credit. And so we had to prepare. Dude, I mean, awesome. Everything we've ever done is prepare. Yeah, yeah. So we did all this. I prepared stuff. to go broke. And we, yeah, well, oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, and then and, uh, we let everything go. And that's that's your next book. Prepare to go broke and win. <laughs> well, but you know, it was, it was a mental thing. It was yeah. just the frustration of, of what, like this bullshit, it's not working, you know, yeah, how do we make this work? Yeah, yeah. And so when we did that, that, that just 
off my shoulders. It just felt so good. Now, in the meantime, uh, I don't know if I should put all this on air, but in the meantime, I went to the banks and said, oh, here, here's the keys to all these houses. And I had like probably four different banks with these. And they all said, nope, we'll take them. We'll take your keys. And I said, what do you mean? I'm not going to make any more payments. And they said, you, you've never missed a payment. We won't take your stuff. You've mm. got to be delinquent first. And I was just like, but I'm trying to save you money. Right, right, right. Like here, like go do something and sell it. Well, it looks good. None of them would do it. So we had to miss three, three to four months on every house first. And then they, some of them still wouldn't take it. It took a total of three years to get rid of those seven houses. Wow. Meanwhile, I kept renting them out. Yeah. And I wasn't mm -hmm. paying any mortgages on them. Sure. So all that tax money that I had to pay, I ended up making in the rent. Hell it yeah, didn't cost me a dime. Yeah. It didn't cost me anything. Uh, and so it all worked out for the best. And then it wasn't in no time I was, you know, started flipping houses. I actually started flipping houses before I even really got rid of them. You know, right. it was just I was all just right. in my mind, those were done. We're moving <clears throat> on to something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And then it was three bedroom, two baths, three bedroom, two baths, yeah. Mandarin. Argyle, Arlington. I mean, it was just totally different. And well, it's a different market now. You can go to Eureka Gardens and flip some houses. Hell yeah, dude. Buy anything the 63rd right of Maine is popping well, now. Hey, dude. I've been flipping and I've never been a Northside fan, right? Right. Okay? And I know there's good pockets in there. I've right, done right, houses right. in the Northside my whole career, but not for myself. Uh, but this year, we got two houses in the Northside. Boom, boom, done. Yeah. And did phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. You know, uh, so it's not, it's not that. When you've got a lot of great areas, fine. But when the market opens up, sure, let's try it out. But you don't want to try out a market if, if the market's tight. Yeah. That's not the time when, to experiment. When did you uh, complete those? Uh, probably middle to end of last year. Was year. that so, like 08 or 18 or? Dodd. Dodd. Dodd was one of them, okay. which is off of. Um, That's D-O-A-D, right? D-O-D-D. D-O-D-D, -D. D -D, okay. We did Because we did Villanova for Kyle, I think, the year before. Um, so that's off of Broward. Go down Broward is how I always get there. Okay, okay. Dunn and Broward. It's 08 or 18. It's yeah. 08. It's definitely 08. 08. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely 08. 08. Yeah, and yeah. then the other one was, um, oh crap, I can't remember the other one. I know I did the one on Villanova with Kyle, but that, that was the year before. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where. I know we did two Northside houses that did really well. Yeah. Well, the good thing is there's been a lot of examples set before sure. that. So a lot sure. of people did the testing phase and really prepped it. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember like just starting to see comps like, you know, house sold for 140 mm -hmm. in, you know, 08. This was, I mean, you know, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yep. You check yep. the comp, it's like, oh, it's got to be JWB. And then it's not JWB. And you're like, holy shit, someone flipped this thing. I think like, on Dodd, if I'm not mistaken, I made like 40 grand on it. The funny thing was I had oh, I had yeah. a few houses going on and I listed Dodd. I tried to wholesale it. Like I, I bought it from a wholesaler. Mm. But then I just tried to wholesale it, tried to make 10 grand on it or something and, and be done with it. And I couldn't, nobody would buy it. Everybody was like, no, it ain't, it's not your value. Your ARV is way off. Yeah. Every, Welcome to our world. Every house we have sold. Every house that we have sold. How does sold, it feel, Cameron? Yeah, I know. You know, it's funny because we try to measure close. Obviously, we, we want to make as much as we can. So we're going to point out what's going on in the area. Yeah. And a lot of times, I don't know if it's more times than none, but the flippers will and can, I mean, can and will sell it mm -hmm. higher than what we project the yeah. ARV. Yeah. And then we, we a get lot the of same that now. feedback. Yeah. We get the a feedback. A lot of that of, now. Yeah. So we've been flipping... I would say almost every house in the last two years for more than what we ARV'd it when we bought it. Mm -hmm. Almost every single one of them. Um, 
Only one didn't. And it wasn't us and it wasn't the buyer. We had one uh, house that we did where the appraiser came in 24 grand less than our contract price. Mm. The, the good thing was our contract said that they would pay 10 grand over appraisal if, if it came in under. Right, right. So it, it, we actually planned on selling it for one thing. We asked 15 grand more than we thought we would when we bought it. And then they gave us the 10 grand. So it ended up, we got really, right, right, we, right. we got yeah, exactly yeah, what we yeah, thought yeah. we would get. Oh, so it, it worked out, but most yeah. houses, it's like, we're going to get 220 for it. So it's time to sell it. We're like 239 and just see what happens. And it's like, oh, we just got offered 245. Right. Now, I think I remember no. that you said you guys have the strategy of when the appraiser goes, you want your wife to be there. Oh, also. my you wife, can... my wife is the best at this. So she will meet the appraiser. She will have all the appraisals done, have all the guys paperwork. listen up. This is good. This stuff. is huge. Have all the paperwork and say, here's, here's how I got my number. And most of the time they're like, oh my God, thanks. Because you're doing a job for them. Mm -hmm. The one, one time my wife said, I have everything for you. And he said, why? And she said that I just, I do this for all the appraisers um, and to help them. And she said, why don't you call, he goes, why don't you call the bank and see how well that works out for you? And she was like, what a butthole. Well, you know, and she doesn't want to be mean because it's an appraiser we're waiting yeah, on, right? Yeah. But she wanted to tell them all. You yeah, know, yeah. Big time. <laughs> and she said, I'm telling you, we're going to have a problem with this guy. He was the one that came in 24 grand less. Jesus. And it was so ironic. He's the only guy that's ever been rude. Yeah. Also. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Like, you can kill the deal. Right. And right, it was right. conventional. And yep. we could have killed the deal. And yep. it wouldn't yep. have been stuck. But then yeah, it's the time. That. Do you yeah, really yeah, want to? It's like, that, you know dude. what? You have it. It's it ready to go. Yeah, You're that far in. into it. Yeah, it, it makes total it sense. Yeah, yeah. Just move yeah. on. Yeah. Makes total yeah. sense. So there was dude, one guy fun. out of tons. I mean, a hundred. In the last two years, everything's appraising right. for more. I mean, we've done deals with my wife. This is like, this is never, I mean, 220, that's pushing it. We're going to ask 240, 245. Yeah. And she's like, there's no way it'll appraise. And then we always get above ask. That's what's that's what scares us. Yeah. We're getting more than we're asking, but we're already asking too much. Yeah. And then and you're appraise. counting on the appraisal. And it appraises. And then it comes through. Every single time. Yep, yep, yep. VA, FHA, it doesn't matter. They're mm -hmm. all coming in great. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, it'll slow down. I mean, I think the market's gone so high so fast. And I know inventory, JW always talks about as long as inventory is low, <clears throat> prices will go up. I think it's going to come to a point where it just becomes not affordable. Right. Like right. people can't afford the payment. Mm -hmm. You know, rent is starting to come like that. I, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people yeah. just getting upset about the market because they're saying landlords are raising the rent. I can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, my rent, my landlord wants a $400 a month increase just, just like that. Yeah. Yep. Why? Because they can. Yep. Yeah. Somebody's going to pay it because... The, the mortgages are going up so fast. So people are having to make a decision. What do you want to pay? Right. You know, it's, right. It's, a, it's a crazy time right now. I think a wild, wild west out there. Yeah. I think yeah. it's one of those things though, where it's like how, cause I think right now there's even less than a month of inventory. Thing. Somebody told me that in the last, I, yeah. I did a class yeah. Tuesday and they said, yeah, yeah. Well, today's the day like to measure right? 0.8 yeah. or something. Yeah. I was like, are yeah. you serious? It's, it so it's like insane. hotter now, like and than ever. When's it going to stop? I'm going to look at it. I'm going right. to find the So it's how many houses are on the market now versus what's how long would last it month? How long would it take to get rid of the inventory you have? Is the number. Yeah. How many houses closed last month? Versus what's versus, active right yeah, now. Versus yeah. what's active. Now, I'll tell you another strategy, and I wish I had done this a year ago. My wife had this idea, and, and other people have done it, but there's so much building going on. Because the, the new construction, the builders are trying to, since the inventory is a problem, they're going to fill that void. 
Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's perfect. It's but just a, lock, up as much, lock up as much new yeah, construction. Yeah, they're like, well, you need yeah, inventory. Dude. We'll create it for you. And that's yeah. why the building has gone so nuts right now. Right, right, right. So what I wish we'd have done a year and a half <clears> ago is what my wife told me to do. We need to go out there and start telling these builders, <clears> here's your 10 grand. I want to deposit. Go build me a house. And in nine months, give them the cash and stick a for sale yep. sign in the yard and make the difference. And yeah. you made a killing. Yeah, my brother did a shit ton of that in oh, Austin. I, I so wish I'd have done yeah. that. Now my wife still wants to do this. And I'm nervous because, you know, you always feel like once yeah, you yeah. see something happen, yeah. you're, you're too late. Yeah. You're always yeah. too late once you've seen it happen. Well, but now they're we... also doing shit that will prevent all this stuff. Yeah. Um, at least that's what happened in Austin. Like they just started catching on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like putting all these things in place so that people don't do that. The builders? Yeah. The There's builders. some builders. So we yeah. talked to these builders yeah. and some say... You have to sign up something saying it's going to be your homestead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some say, we don't care. Now, I've right. asked the ones right, that say, right, right, you right. can't. Why? And they go, because we want to make sure our house goes to a nice homeowner, not yep. an investor. And I go, what do you think we're going to do with it? Right, right, right. We're going to sell it to a homeowner. We don't want to live in it. We're yeah. investors. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't make sense to me, like right, the right. why. Some And then some builders get it. They're like, what do we care? You know, we want to make right. our sale. If you want to try to sell for more, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're still thinking about doing it, especially with like some townhomes. Yep. Townhomes are big right now. They're selling yep. really fast. And so we've got our eye on a few things that yeah. we're supposed to, my wife, like every day is like, um, we need to go out there tomorrow. We need yeah, to yeah, put our yeah, deposit yeah. down. We need to go ahead. We're missing the boat. It just went up three <clears throat> grand this month. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, just, no, it's, it's out there, man. Yeah. My brother it's, and it's a strategy his, to do. his realtor team, uh, he sells to like a bunch of like house hackers, mm-hmm. like people just get into real estate, you know, buy a big house, live in the master bedroom, mm-hmm. rent out the other bedrooms, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was his thing just for like the past, you know, year. He was just because he's a realtor. So he's like making t- shit ton of commission. Like, no matter what you do, it's working right now. Rental yeah. properties, Airbnbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. flipping. I mean, it's all on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then. Who knows what's going to come? I mean, nobody can really right. predict it. It seems like it's going to go on right. for a while. I know my wife has these meetings with Watson, and they all predict that this is going to keep increasing for another yeah. two years. Yeah. So. I don't know how the war is going to fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Like, that's definitely a curveball. Everybody sure. was worried about interest rates like a month ago. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like, oh, you don't now hear about I don't COVID know. Anymore, do you? Yeah, you do not hear about COVID I mean, as a matter anymore. Matter of fact, I was listening to the radio on the way yeah. here. Fox News is like so many schools and stuff are like, no more masks as of tomorrow. Yeah, you know? and like yeah. they're just like we got other things to worry yeah. about. Masks are not <laughs> it right now. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I I don't think it's going anywhere, but I do think it will. It will get it's you slow know down. unaffordable. It's slow down. Um, I mean, you can't have a house built for under three hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in the three hundred. That's base price. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It used to be you could get a two hundred thousand dollar house easy. Nowhere yeah. to be found. So right. That's, cool, that's a big man. jump. You know. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on, yeah. sharing, being an open book. Yeah, man. Um, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So oh, yeah. it sounds yeah. like right now you're not taking too many new projects? I mean, I would say for the next four weeks, you know, we're just kind of maintaining. We're, we're, we're actually going to start looking at jobs because if I start yeah. looking at them and I get the bids out, then by the time they come to fruition, then maybe that's that time frame works. So, right. you know, if somebody tells me they're buying a house and closing <clears> in <throat> three or four weeks, then I'll go ahead and bid it because that, that works out for right, us where right, we probably can, right, right, can right. do something. But if somebody said, time. I need you to start like Monday, 
I, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, is that around the time when the show is ending? About three, four weeks from now? No, but it, I'll only have one left. Got it. Versus three. Right. You know, right. And, and it's. Yeah, you got to make sure you're doing your shit right with those. It's it's just, I mean, it's just hard to explain. It's there's a change order every day. It's like I paint the house. Marcus walks in and goes, "I don't like it. Repaint it." Matter of fact, uh, can you paint the outside of the house too? And I'm like, "That's not on the bid." And they're like, "I know. We just want to paint the outside of the house." And I'm All like, right. you know, and I don't really like that hall bath. Can we just gut it and redo a new one? It's literally like every day. It's a new thing, and I don't mind it. It's yeah. just, it's hard to predict. Well, my time wasn't going to be doing those things. My time was, you know, going to be doing other things, and so it's 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 hard to keep all your Three customers happy. It's not like telling people I can do weeks. something and not do it. I really don't yeah. like that. My, my yeah, reputation's yeah. always been the opposite of that. So I don't I don't want to. That's why I just kind of put everything on freeze until I can yeah. get a hold on it. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So for people watching. Um, how can they reach out to you? So they really got suncoastrenovations.net. Mm -hmm. um, is that the oh, best number? The 904-900-1162? Yep. Give me a call at the office. Awesome. Leave a message with Joella and she'll let me know. Hell yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. Anything you want to wrap up with? I'm good. I think we got a lot of really great innovation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the hell did y'all get that picture of me? I have gotten more calls about that picture. Everybody's Dude, that's, like, what happened? I'm like, it looks like I stole somebody's lunch money or something. Dude, that's like, that's what? the way to do it, bro. Because yeah, we try to find the mugshot <laughs> when you're younger. Nobody well, we, said well, anything about what I'm going to talk about. They all just said, why are you so mad? Well, if we put a regular <laughs> picture, no one's going to like click it or whatever. I was like, but if, if one more phone call, but if we put this picture, that feedback is better than no feedback, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, people are like, you smile? I'm like, yes, I smile. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. Funny. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, Guys, no thank problem. you so much for tuning in. Um, real quick, we're actually going to start doing our shows at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. So I know we've been doing them Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern for super long. Um but we're changing we're it up. We're, we're getting old and we're tired with competing uh, against the 9 o'clock shows that come out on Tuesday nights. I don't know if any of those come out. Yeah. But um, we're actually going to be doing them now Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, so make sure to look out for those changes. And uh, thanks again, Cameron. With that being said, guys, I'm G. And I'm Dom. And this is the Cash Peaks Network. Peace. Good night, guys.